What do you say, everybody? With Jake Coker, I'm Mick Gillespie. It's time for the elephant in the room. Finally, part of uh, Disrupt Media. And uh, the, can't thank the guys at the next round enough for doing this. But, uh, man, welcome to the studio. That's What's right. Up? That's right. I appreciate it. Very impressed. Very impressed. Didn't expect anything less, though. Yeah, well, this is what this is what I wanted you to come out here and be like, hey, this studio is pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm in Fairhope, and and you're in Mobile, so we got L.A. covered, right? No, yeah, that's right. Both sides of the bay, as yeah. we call it. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Um, I, I guess before we even talk football, we're like mourning down here. We lost Jimmy Buffett. I know. I know. Uh, Mobile guy, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Jeez, man. I, you know, I, I still – there. he had a concert down here. My mom wouldn't let me go to it. supposed to go with a buddy of mine, and uh, – she said I had to get my ass home, so I'm still <laughs> about that. Never got to see him live. And I didn't either. And and I, I was in Key West last year and he was performing, right? And I'm yeah. like, you know, I, I probably I, I'm jogging by the place where they're doing the concert. I'm thinking, like, God, I'll just catch him like later because I'm 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 here to work, you know? Oh, yeah. And um man, I can't believe that. I just didn't, well, I didn't see this coming. I didn't even know he really had something wrong with him until the news broke that he passed away. I know. Well, and like, what, like one of the legends of our state too, right? I, oh, mean, yeah. I mean, just look, when you think of Alabama, you think of South Alabama. So he's got some history in Pascagoula too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think mean, that, is that where he's originally from? And then he went to Murphy, I believe. Yeah. Mobile. Mm-hmm. I think he started out in Pascagoula. And then he went to Mobile, and then his parents moved over here to Montrose, which yeah. is where we're at right now. And so when, when I got here, I'm at the Florbama, and, and a guy comes up. He's like, where do you live? I'm like, well, I live in Fairhope. And he's, and then I'm like, well, I really live in Montrose. And he's yeah. like, Montrose, like over by Judge Roy Beans, which <laughs> yeah. is, isn't here anymore. You and I miss that. And well, well, Okay, well, it may, you might know this better than me. I've always asked, what bar is the Bama Breeze about? That's about the Florbama bars. Well, I think it's about the Florbama. But he talks about Lulu being the owner. Yeah, what's well, just sister, at some right? point. Yeah, and I, I went to Lulu's yesterday. Confused. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. I was out on the boat, and I, I was like, you know, just kind of swung in there for one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's part of the morning process. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You they know? still fly the flag at half mast. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I think I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, my heart's at half mast right now. Yeah. Oh, man, I'd say, well, the, the songs will mean a little bit more now. Man, I, it's just hard to believe. Like, as sad as that is. Yeah, sad. I mean, really, like, you know? the the world, and everyone's kind of, like, throwing out all their stuff in there, like, the world without Jimmy Buffett, right? Oh, yeah. Golly. That's what it's, cracking open the first beer down at the beach, playing golf with Bama Breeze playing, it's hard to beat. Yeah, I know, I know, man, I... And that's that's where we are right now. I mean, like Mobile on Sunday, they're having a a parade for Jimmy Buffett at four o'clock if, if you're down here. So that I definitely feel the 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 weight of we just lost the legend, you know, in, in Alabama. So I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about like figuring out a, a really cool outfit to wear. <laughs> just marching marching from you know the 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 with the Riverview Hotel down the Moe's <laughs> Barbecue, you know, like, you should have been drinking margaritas, <laughs> and, you know, a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do that a lot. <laughs> I mean, look at this right here. So, well, let's talk some Alabama football. Um, what'd you think of the game? Look, I, I got to tell you a couple things for me and I, and I'm going to let you kind of 
dig on this too, but um, I noticed, and you played for Nick Saban. I feel like I'm a Nick Saban whisperer just because yeah. I, I can tell by having covered him since he got to Alabama that when he's relaxed, normally that means he's good on the lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, it, it's kind of weird, I guess. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, I guess about 10 years ago, uh, 10, 15 years ago, I mean, every college team pretty much named their starter. And that was the starter for the most part, you know, for the rest of the year. And really in the last, I felt like when I got there was when, when if there was a quarterback battle, you really didn't know who the guy was going to be until they played Alabama played a significant team, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I think, it really helped to play those big opening games. Whereas, you know, this year playing middle Tennessee and no disrespect middle Tennessee, but I mean, we obviously know that Alabama is going to be favored and probably win by a lot of points. I don't feel like you see everything you need to see from, from your quarterback when you play teams like that. Um, it's almost like one of those deals where, you know, you, you see what you're supposed to see and, yeah. and, and let's move on to Texas. So, uh, I mean, look, Jalen, I think's gotten, so much better in, in one year based off what I saw just in the middle Tennessee game. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens against Texas, but, uh, man, he was, to me, he managed, managed the pocket. Well, got the ball out, did what he was supposed to do and, and looked to me a lot more comfortable than he did last year. Yeah. Well, did you go through a quarterback battle? I, I know I, I remember, but I don't remember. Oh yeah. I, so I, I mean, my first year at Alabama, uh, Blake Sims was named the starter. That's right. And then the year after that, <clears throat> I was named the starter for the first game. We beat Wisconsin, played Middle Tennessee, and then Cooper Bateman started uh, the Ole Miss game. And then, you know, things worked out where I, I got put back in there and we still ultimately lost that game. But, uh, you know, after that, I was a starter for the rest of the year. Yeah, what's that like? I mean, how, how do those go? I mean, is it pretty pressure-packed? Man, you know, for me, I, I think I think I thought <laughs> – you know, put too much weight into it, even though it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. I mean, you know, you transfer in from Florida State, and at that time, there was a, a lot of hype around me. And, uh, you know, I, when I didn't get it the first time uh, competing against Blake, and, man, Blake was a great quarterback. I just put up a lot of record numbers. Uh, you know, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself and, and didn't quite – I think I got caught up in the moment a little bit too much. And finally, when that spot's given to you, at you know, after the Ole Miss game in my, my situation, you kind of relax and, and play and know that everybody's got your back at that point. You can make a few mistakes. Uh, but, yeah, I, when I got thrown into the Ole Miss game, <laughs> at that point, I didn't give a shit what happened. Yeah, you right. Catch me again next game. Yeah. I could go out here and, and just – you know, slinging around wherever I wanted to. And, and if I played, I played. If not, whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like with life, too. You know, like sometimes you just got to get to that point where you're like, hey. Well, I think you operate the best when you just don't give a shit yeah. when you win or lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I mean, really, like I, I, I'm really good friends with Jared Kingery, who, who pitched for Alabama, and he was telling me about, you know, the pressure of playing for Jim Wells. And he just got yeah. to the point where he's like, you know, you go out there and do it better than me. Yeah. And, and Jim loved that because he stood up to him, but he oh, yeah. also was that point where he became one of the best pitchers in Alabama history. They, they ended up in the world series against LSU. And he said, that was the thing that turned his career around. He's like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, this is what I'm doing. Oh yeah. 
I mean, when I, Jimbo and Coach Saban always talked about not being afraid to fail. And, you know, I guess until you embrace that, you know, you, you can't really go after what you want to. And, I mean, I kind of like this podcast. Jim, you know, called me, <laughs> says, hey, you want to do a podcast? And this thing could flop them up. I don't know. We'll see. But no, we'll have fun doing it. <laughs> no, I think we're going to do good. That's just going to be fun. So so when you, when you like, kind of see the quarterback battle going on, though, you're probably, like, thinking, like, hey, I, I know exactly what they're thinking right now. No, you don't. I mean, that Ole Miss game, I remember we practiced, you know, that week prior, that whole week prior. <clears throat> Cooper and I, we we shared reps, traded reps, and, uh, I mean, I had been the starter for the first two games, but when that happens, you don't know who's going to start, and there really wasn't a whole lot of communication on who the guy was going to be between us and the coaching staff, and so I didn't know who was starting until – I think Friday before the game. So when they say, hey, we don't really know who's starting of the three guys, right? Booker yeah. or or Sims or, or Milro, you, you believe that. Like they just make you just go out there and practice. Oh uh, yeah, I believe it hundred percent. I think they have a good feeling, but you know, until somebody makes them make a decision at some point during the year, I I, I think they kinda I think Coach Saban kinda leaves it up for grabs yeah. until that guy grabs, you know, an ownership role in the team. So you felt like after the old Miss game for you, you're like, you just it just changed. Like they knew you were the guy, and you knew you were the guy. Yeah, I mean, well, Coach Saban told me that, and okay. and uh, I mean, we had just lost to Ole Miss, and so we were pretty pretty low as far as morale goes. <laughs> and uh, you know, at that point, I was just like, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and and hopefully the team respects respects me trying to lead this team, and if not, we'll just play football, and. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I, again, I, I wasn't, you know, up for a Heisman trophy or yeah. anything. I mean, I was just trying to facilitate the ball and and, uh, and win games, had a lot of good players around me. And uh, I just felt like, you know, again, and the best way for me to lead was just be as physical a quarterback as you could and put your body out on the line and uh, try to do that as much as possible. I felt like the team responded. Yeah, no, no doubt. I, I remember being in a, a stoplight and somebody was like, panicking you know Alabama lost I had to get back, I had to get back to the studio to do the post game show uh for Tide Radio back then and and I said hey man it's one game the sun's gonna come up tomorrow oh, yeah. just relax we're gonna be all right like, I didn't know if that was true or not I mean you know who maybe the sun wasn't gonna come back up um but the, Nick Saban always seems to be a coach who almost expects to have that one loss so that he can kind of like say, hey, I think he kind of likes it. I think too. Yeah. I know it's I mean, a weird thing, right? Ever since and ever since then watching Alabama, I'm like, you know, if we lose within the first three or four games, it might not be a bad thing. You know, <laughs> just just checking everybody at the door and then you gotta get right and you can't screw up anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I felt like that too. And then I, I was telling you before we started doing this, uh I sat next to um Mike Johnson and Baron Huber at that championship game. <laughs> and every time you guys, it, it was a crazy game. So still, I think one of the best games I ever went to. And every time something would happen, those guys would just pound me because they, that's what they do. It'd, you know, like, ah, and I didn't know if I was going to make it out of there a lot. <laughs> so the great, those great Alabama memories. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But and, and when you look at this program, were you were you an Alabama fan growing up? I was huge Alabama fan. If you had told me uh, that I was going to go to Florida State 
How did that happen? With an Alabama offer in hand, when I was five, ten, yeah, you know, right, fifteen years old, I'd have been like, "You've lost your freaking mind." Yeah, right. You know, and uh, no, I just I, I was going to camps, and at first, uh, Jeremy Pruitt told me that you know they had they had all the quarterbacks they needed, you know, at, at that point, which was like into my junior year, right. And uh, <clears throat> so I kind of, you know, wrote Alabama off and, and uh, didn't think, you know, that would ever be a possibility. And uh, as soon as I went to the Florida State camp, I had my first offer was from Hugh Freeze at Arkansas State. Nice. And uh, hey, he's back. Isn't oh, he? man. He's, I think he's great. Yeah, I, mean, you know, <laughs> I know. I do too. He's, no, I mean, you know. We can respect him on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we? Can we? Is he the elephant in the room? We, can respect him. we know he's the coach of Auburn. Trust That's me. Right. We're not pulling for them to win any games. But yeah, he was the last guy I wanted him to hire at Auburn. Yeah, me too. Sure. Yeah. I like Brian Harson. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing great. Like, when I saw him like in there with all the two stars, I'm like, this, this is the guy that we need leading Auburn. <laughs> like they reminded me of being at, at Gillette's. And the Auburn fans coming in for the Iron Bowl back during all the losing. And they're like, we love Mike Shula. Well, of course you love Mike Shula. <laughs> I'm sure you do. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Anyway, I was, uh, I was, you know, making the camp rounds. And, and uh, I had one offer from Arkansas City. And uh, I thought Ole Miss was going to offer me. They did not. Um, back in the Houston Nut Day. And then uh, – I went to a camp in Florida State, and Damian Craig's a quarterback coach, and uh, you know Jimbo's the head coach. And uh, I, mean, I threw for one day, and they called me up and offered me a scholarship, and I was like, "That's insane!" You know, yeah, what I mean? right. so a, you would get a little respect. Oh yeah, like, like Rodney Dangerfield says, oh, yeah. one of the middle of respect. Yeah, I mean, for a guy to just see me throw one day and and offer me, and I, and I know they had Coach Craig had, had seen me. You know, practice and all that. Oh, yeah. I don't even know if he had seen me play a game yet. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, to offer me after Jimbo saw me one day, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is." And I, I revered Jimbo. I still do. I mean, I think he's one of the best quarterback coaches in the country. Yeah. Right. Um, but they offered me, and and it was like, I mean, I committed a week later, maybe. Yeah. Right. It just was an easy fit for you back then. That's right. And then Alabama came on, and and. Uh, they offered me, you know, it's funny because Jeremy Pruitt was, I mean, I love Jeremy to death. He recruited me in Alabama. And then, you know, he's at uh, Florida State. He's the Florida State defensive coordinator around there. And then uh, he was actually a defensive coordinator in Georgia when we played him. And uh, then he ended up in Alabama at the end of my senior year. Oh, yeah. And uh, anyway, I, I, I love him to death. But, you know, I just – I was committed. I, I wanted to, you know, hold true to my commitment. And then there was definitely some second thoughts in there. There's no doubt about it. You know, I mean, it's hard to grow up now. I'm a fan and know what it means state to not. No, you see go what's here. going on, and oh, you're yeah. like, "Hey, I got to be part of this." All my high school <laughs> class, my high school classmates were like, you, "You're a dumbass. Why yeah. are you going? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing?" And uh, I'm like, "Am I a dumbass?" Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean, now, now you're part of history. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I, you know it's, it's. I wouldn't have traded the the uh, journey for anything. No, no, no doubt. Hey, guys, as you hang out, don't forget Lance's locks if, if you make picks. And, um, you know, you and I know a lot of you guys that are hanging out there do. Uh, check out Lance's locks. LT, he's he's on it, and he's going to give you all the information that you need. So when you're, um, you know, you're making those picks, 
you'll, um, you know, at, at my bookie, by the way, LT can help you get there. And uh, we appreciate you being here for part of Elephant in the Room, the uh, Roll Tide podcast series on the next round with uh, uh, with Jay Coker. I'm Mick Gillespie, and this is fun. I mean, that's like the, we're just breaking the ice here. Oh, no, yeah. So no, we're yeah. just trying to get – got a long way to go. Yeah, we got a whole season of, of football to talk about. Uh, so this year's team, Middle Tennessee – did you get anything out of watching, like, the, the – the, we'll start with the quarterback play. I mean, obviously, Milrow was really good, but it was also an inferior opponent. But And then Booker came in second. I think that was a big surprise to a lot of people. Not yeah. to me. I'd heard that he he's really pushed hard for the, the job. Plus, he was the quarterback at Notre Dame with Tom oh, yeah. Reese. You know, so he well, knows I the heard system. he was coming to Alabama, you know. When your OC come, you know, comes to Alabama, and then the guy that you've been coaching for, what is he, a red shirt freshman? Yeah. I mean, you've been coaching for two years. When he comes, usually, you know, in my mind, I was thinking, well, this guy is. There's a reason why. Yeah. I mean, the verbiage of the offense is going to change. Uh, I mean, Coach Saban's got his offense in place, and you, you, you know, OCs make their adjustments accordingly. But, uh, I mean, I just thought. You know, that was his guy, and he was probably going to give him a good opportunity to start. So, but sounds like, he, you know, it's still going on. We'll, we'll find out after Texas, you know, what ends up happening. But uh, I've heard, you know, Ty Simpson, I've I've heard a lot of good things. Buckner, a lot of good things. Yeah. Jalen, I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess. You know, you got three guys that can play, and you're just picking between four and five stars. Yeah, right. And then two, two freshmen that are back there, two, five quarterbacks. I mean, how many? Times has Alabama ever had five quarterbacks on scholarship? I think there was yeah, there's five when I was when there. you were there. <laughs> who were the five? Uh, you had Cooper Bateman, Alec Morris, me, Blake Barnett, and David Cornwell. Oh wow, yeah, I remember all those names. My senior year, yes, yeah. the peak. And uh, Blake, you know, the year prior, uh, Blake was in there instead of Blake. So yeah, right, yeah. I, I, it, it goes by so fast, you know, well, it's just you know, about this. People forget. I mean, you know, you follow recruiting throughout. A lot of people do. Um, I, I tend to not just because of this reason, but, I mean, you have five quarterbacks in a room. I mean, most of your guys that you recruit are not going to end up playing. Yeah, right. You know, and so you got all these good quarterbacks and that are coming out of high school and yeah. everybody thinks, you know, they're going here, they're going to play. And, I mean, the odds of you playing in college unless you transfer are not, not very high. And you're friends with those guys too. Like you're in there and you're friends with them. Like how, how's the quarterback room when you're in a, a race to see who's going to play, but you're still buddies with the other guys, right? Or is it, or is it not like that? Is it more like, Hey, you know what? I'm over here and you're over there. No, it's, I mean, every, everyone that I've been in has always been really friendly. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a mutual respect between all those guys. I mean, I think everybody kind of, you know, they know the role. I mean, it's uh everybody's there to win the job and, and, you kind of understand the intensity on the field. Yeah. But off the field, I think that kind of goes away and everybody's trying to help each other. That's yeah. how it was. Every experience that I've had has been that way. Yeah. Yeah. You had some pretty good running backs. This yeah. team's got some pretty good <laughs> running backs too, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had, we had, you know, one, one that was, I mean, we had a bunch that were really good, but, you know, Derek had the Heisman Trophy year that year. Yeah. Yeah. Kenyon was a beast. I mean, it well, everybody was, kept getting hurt. And then you're like, all right, well, just hand it. We just keep giving Derek Henry the ball. Oh, yeah. yeah well, you know, Kenyon, geez, we had him, uh, you know, he, he got hurt a couple times. And, and uh, I mean, had he had two full years of, of uh, 
you know, without injuries. So there's no telling what he would have done. Right, he's been great in the NFL. I mean, you uh, got you had a bunch of guys in the NFL play with you. Oh yeah, I mean, you think about especially that that defense. I mean, I, I would imagine I think every all eleven starters, you know, the majority of them may still be in the NFL right yeah, now. Right, and that was eight years ago. Yeah. Is there a lot of pressure, like, with this team now because they haven't won since 2020, you know, it's like to 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 win a championship? And how do you do that when you got to kind of, like Nick Saban says, you got to take it one game at a time? You know. I, or are you even thinking that? I, I mean, think, is it the process? Do, you, do, yeah, do they really buy into the process? I think you get caught up so much in, in what you're doing every day. There's definitely some outside pressure, and I think there's probably a little bit more now that, that Georgia is kind of, I mean, they've won back to back, and I know they they hear the well. Georgia's the new Alabama. That's good and, for saving. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, we used to call Georgia Bama 2.0 because they kept trying to copy everything we did, and we'd still, you know, yeah, right, beat them every year. Uh, but now, I mean, I knew Kirby was going to be just a, an animal as far as the head coach goes. I mean, he he'd been under Coach Saban for I think ten years, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's modeled a lot of that program off of Alabama, uh, but he was just different in the way that he approached things, his intensity on the field. I mean, he was all football, and uh, you just knew he was going to be really successful. Yeah, going into this game against Texas, I mean, I feel like it's – I hate to say it, but, I mean, Sark, another former Alabama assistant on the offensive side of the football, he's able to recruit, um, you know, the, the, the program that – Texas is building. They're trying to get it close to Alabama. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, like what Kirby did. Like I, I always said that they were <laughs> Georgia reminded me of that Brad Paisley song, "Old Alabama." You know, but, <laughs> and then they won back-to-back championships. I got to find a new joke. But this game on Saturday feels like it's it's such a pivotal game. I mean, I, I watch uh, Duke kick the crap out of. Of, of Clemson, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I see Florida State destroy LSU, what, oh, yeah. and in the second half, I mean, it wasn't even close. So I, I must feel like there's kind of like this this shifting going on in, yeah. in college football, and I feel like for Alabama, like they really have to be at their best at this game because if they lose, I mean, not only recruiting but just all the goals that they have set out in front of them, I mean, could be lost. No, oh, yeah. Well, it's that, you know, and I, I think, I mean, I think Alabama and Clemson are two different animals. You know, I mean, I think over the last few years, uh, I mean, Clemson's kind of been on that downhill, you know, decline. And whereas Alabama, I just feel like they're one or two pieces away from from winning the whole thing. And, uh, I mean, we'll just, we'll have to see Saturday, but I, I don't think this is going to be the course you know, this isn't Duke either, but uh, that line's minus seven. Yeah, I think the I think the Texas side is the sucker side, to say the least. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, when you saw Alabama and Texas play last year, it was almost a barometer on like the season, right? Yeah, it, it was kind of like that. That was the issue that we were having. Um, what we're going to have all year was playing close games, not finishing off opponents penalties it was it's also like, on the road too but it's like you know we look like you know pro bowlers when it mattered and then you know first second quarter whatever i mean it was like why can't we just play like the last two minutes of the game for all four quarters? yeah right you know that's how it felt for me all yeah right year, yeah you know 
Yeah. And I mean, like, and, and you know, some bad calls here and there, but we were, we were so used to seeing Alabama be dominant. And, and my question, I guess, is when I watch the game on Saturday, are we going to get that again? I mean, we're going to see dominant Alabama or is what we saw last year, the direction that this program's going? Yeah. I mean, you know, to me, especially defensively, offenses have changed so much. You have mm-hmm. to defend so much, and all your players have to know. I mean, they have to be dialed into what they're doing, and they have to be as skillful as the guy that they're responsible for. And, you know, the, the days of, of lining up and running the ball and dominating people uh, or playing Alabama that way is just, you know, not going to work. There's so much more lateral movement and, right. and uh, you know, creative offenses that it's just hard to match. I mean, you can get everybody where they're supposed to be, but unless they're, you know, just as skillful as the guy they're, they're responsible for, it's going to be tough. Yeah. What do you you think the strength of this football team is going to be? And, and it's been one game, but when you watch that game on Saturday, what do you think, hey, look, this is what they're going to rely on? You know, I, to me, honestly, they looked – I mean, they looked pretty well balanced. I mean, you know mm-hmm. – Jalen, I think, threw the ball 18 times, uh, which isn't a ton in, in you know, yeah. today's world. But, uh, I mean, when he threw it, man, he was he was making the most of each throw. So, I mean, again, when Texas dials up the pressure and you got guys that are five stars too, we're, we're really going to find out, you know, how he responds and how he's getting through his reads. Yeah. You know, when you guys won – the championship, I felt like after that game, like Alabama was like set on changing what had always worked, right? Where you yeah. were running the ball and then you, you know, and playing defense and that, and it felt like Saban was like, okay, we got to, we got to have more offense. You know, we needed Lane Kiffin and all this other stuff. And then Georgia took the playbook that Alabama won with, and now they've won back-to-back championships. And I feel like now we're going, Hey, wait a second. Maybe we, We've effed up here. We should have just, <laughs> just kept doing what we were doing. Right? But does it feel like that to you? You know, again, I think I think defensively it's just it's become so hard to dominate. I mean, when we won it in 2016, I mean, you were not going to run the ball against our defense. No. I mean, we could, we could score, you know, 14 points and have a pretty good chance of winning the game just because, I mean, outside of Clemson, there's really nobody. I mean, Ole Miss, they had, you know, the ricochet off the helmet and the, the guy down. They had all kinds of crazy right. shit going on. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, yeah, it's a it, you know. You're talking, I'm going to go fill my beer. You, 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 <laughs> yeah. better, you, you need some more? <laughs> right. I'm listening, though. Right. I'll take, I'll take yeah, some here, more. Let me get a refill. <laughs> I'm listening, though. I, I'm with you on no, it's just a different game, and, and I don't think you're going to have the games. You may, but I don't see you physically dominating an offense anymore just because quarterbacks get their ball, the ball out of their hands so quickly, and, and uh, it's just so hard to defend that many different scenarios. There you go. When you have your own kegerator, <laughs> yeah. good. you do have pours because you can just go back and pour some more. Right? Yeah. I like the, the studio. Yeah, that's yeah. what makes it. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm the bartender here. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I, I feel like this season is so pivotal for the program. And is Nick Saban timeless? I mean, like every time I turn around, it's like I look at him and, I, and he doesn't really look like he's aged a whole lot. I, I had an appendectomy in April and I look like 40 years older, you know, like <laughs> why isn't that like Nick Saban? I, I look at him and I'm like, man, he, he kind of looks younger now than he did two years ago. Yeah. You know, I think he's got that and it's the same, uh, 
I don't know if we were talking on the show or not, but I was talking about the uh, the coordinators and, and coaches that are at Colorado now. Oh yeah, no. which I, I played for their FSU Alabama. What a, and what a, I had a Deion Sanders jersey, by the way. Just, yeah, <laughs> just throwing you? that out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the high step. But. Yeah. So I mean, you know, much of those guys and, and Coach Saban, they they've got that personality that just that you know kind of old man jokes, but yeah. personality that just works for everybody. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he'll ever not be able to recruit. And obviously, I mean, his car was the last one in the parking lot every night. Yeah, that's got crazy. To practice. He loves he, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, I think, in his late 60s at that point, you know, and he, he's won four national championships. And anyway. I, I mean, you know Skip Powers? You remember Skip? He worked I, for Alabama. He's yes. like one of the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's one yeah, of my yeah. buddies. He'd tell me about working with Nick Saban. He's, oh, yeah. he's gone now, you know, so I can say that. But they always make me laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah. why, what is it about Nick Saban that he loves this so much? <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, yeah, he'd get up there and, and, you know, the speeches before every practice. I mean, there was always something in there. And, and he would rarely laugh his own jokes. But, like, sometimes some of these things I, I can't repeat, but it's just like he'd say and you would be dying laughing. You'd lose track of where he was in the meeting because you'd yeah, just right. be laughing for five minutes. Yeah. I mean, the guy's just he doesn't he's way funnier than he leads everybody on to believe yeah that and that was something that mike johnson told me being on the show you know we 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 spent so many hours together on radio talking about nick saban and i'm like man i just don't i, I don't get that you know but then sometimes you see it in the press conferences and he's like man i i've had success in my life and he's like i, I don't know that i would have had the success that i've had had he not been in it uh-huh. Which is outside of football. I mean, you know, and I know Mike now, shout out um, on the uh, pre and post game for the Falcons, his NFL teams. Is back in broadcasting. Yeah, good for him. Uh, so, anyone in Atlanta, make sure that you check him out. But um, but I always think about that. Like, there's there's more to him than the guy that is yelling at Ian Rappaport and the, and, and the press conference. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's actually a pretty good guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love Coach Saber Death and. and you know, every time I see him, he's always, I mean, I, it's, it's all smiles. And, and, uh, you know, he's like that guy that, that you see. And even if you hadn't seen him in a while, it's just like a comforting feeling. Cause you know, he's just, he's the same guy. He's in control and, and, uh, he's just one of a kind. Yeah. What do you think he's got to do to, to get this team where he wants them? Or do you think he's got them where he wants them by his laid back demeanor this year? Cause you know how it is when he's not happy, I don't think he can hide it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I think, uh, again, I can't remember the stat, but the, the first year quarterback, you know, team wins yeah. a national championship a high percentage of the time. Uh, I think that kind of helps, honestly, with the whole team getting their mind right, feeling like, you know, we got to all do our jobs to help carry this team yeah. through and win. Not a whole lot of star players. Uh, I mean, there's obviously some big names, but, you know, there's not a Bryce. And Bryce, best quarterback's ever played at Alabama, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, What made him the best? I mean, the, guy, the way the guy felt everything in the pocket, the way he moved, I mean, his anticipation, there's nobody I, I haven't seen in college football that makes plays the way he right. does with his arm. I you're mean, watching and you're going, man, I couldn't do that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's guys that can just run. You know, there's guys that can stand back there and throw, but. I mean, as creative as he was, keeping his eyes downfield, he's the Patrick Mahomes of college football. Yeah, I saw know? that too. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, and uh, just a, a solid, solid guy, you know. But again, I, I feel like there's, you know, not a whole lot of superstars on that team. I think everybody's just going to be one solid unit. From what I'm hearing uh, over the summertime, uh, I mean, this team's got their mind right and, and they're focused. You know, I, I've seen it. You know, sometimes there's leadership on teams that doesn't quite pull them, you know, through the finish line. Right. Uh, but it seems like they're building towards that way. Yeah. And so, you know, like when you see Coach Saban is relaxed, you realize like it's he's relaxed because he's not having to tell these guys how to do the basic stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, he doesn't have to tell the seniors, hey, you know, get this guy right. Like, yeah. I mean, if somebody gets out of line, the seniors handle it and it's over. It's a done deal. Right. You know, and they kind of weed out everything themselves. Yeah. To have that leadership is, is hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, how cool was it when you played, you know, to be able to kind of be part of that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was kind of later on in the, in my, my senior year just because, you know, I, I just the way it worked out. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was, I was, uh, I was surprised that, you know, one of the most, the proudest accomplishments I've ever had was been uh, voted uh, captain that, you know, on my senior year of that team. And uh, I was surprised being there for two years and just coming in that uh, the guys felt, you know, that way. And it meant a lot to me, but to be able to accomplish that and be seen as a guy as a leader in that room, uh, I mean, that means when your peers vote you, you know, captain or yeah. leader, it means more to you than anything. So what are you looking for on Saturday? What are the things that, that, that if you gave like the Jake Coker keys to victory for Alabama, I mean, like that was a thing. I, was to say, I mean, I love the sound now, of that. Nowadays, just, My son's name's Jake, by the way. I love that name. <laughs> I, I got one that might run through the door any second. Sure. But yeah, give, give me the keys to victory. Uh, you know, I mean, it, I, I think again, establishing the run game is always the most important thing from an offensive side of the ball. Uh, Jalen's just, Again, I kind of hate the saying of, you know, just don't turn the ball over, which, you know, you hear all the time yeah, right. uh, when a uh, Alabama quarterback's playing because of the guys around him. Uh, but just play within himself and, you know, focus on the reads, get through them, understand when pressure's coming, get the ball out. And, again, don't don't just press for, for big plays, you know. Yeah. And just let the game take care of itself, let it come to you. One of the weirdest things that I kept hearing people say that I kind of get is it might be better for Alabama not to have a super, superstar quarterback and a super, superstar defensive player like Bill Anderson Jr. and obviously Bryce Young. Just because I feel like one of the things that always made Nick Saban good, and I'm going back to when he was at LSU. I remember when Alabama had that streak of, Kicking the shit out of LSU. Oh, yeah. Down there. I mean, I, I was a student, and I went to those games, and I loved it. I loved the fact that – and then he comes to town and, and, and is like, hey, you know what? We don't even care about that stuff, right? He's <laughs> at LSU. And I'm like, who's this nerd, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like watching the game, and I'm like, that guy, like the, the guy off the bench is the guy playing, and then we lose, you know? And it was like, okay, well, that was over. And the thing that I got out of it was – you know, you look at those teams and you're not going, okay, there was a super, superstar. It was like a team. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, Derek was was a superstar on our team, but you never felt like it was uh, 
I guess there were so many leaders on that team. I mean, you think about that, that defense. I mean, if you did, if you weren't playing hard or if you didn't do right, we had Ashawn Robinson, Jonathan Allen, Ron Payne, Ryan Anderson. I mean, you were, you were genuinely a little nervous about getting your ass mm-hmm. whipped. <laughs> yeah. Did, they, did you see those guys a lot in practice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did they did they get after you a little bit? Well, it's, I mean, uh, and you had a great offensive line too. Oh yeah, it was like when we played uh, Michigan State and uh, the Cotton Bowl. I remember, you know, we're sitting there, we're getting ready to return a punt, and we're <laughs> looking up at the screen, and uh, you see Connor Cook, and he goes, "I mean, he's pissed." You know, they they, just, they can't do anything because that defense is so good. You just see him looking at a teammate, and he goes, "They're effing everywhere." <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to a good on good practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been dealing with this all year. <laughs> yeah. I, I love like Jonathan Allen. He's one of my favorite. He might be my favorite Alabama player. One of them. Oh, he's great. I loved him. He is great. I mean, those those guys used to get – I mean, we'd beat a team by like 40 points, and we'd be on the plane back. And all those interior data linemen, would, there's like a constant struggle to be like – to be the best within the group. And yeah. they're all friends. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. all, they're, yeah. they're all great guys. I mean, it would get to like personal like arguments, and coaches had to step in. They do not want to beat shit with each other, and we just won by forty points. Yeah, right, like, right. This team's got a chance. Yeah, no, it might be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I thought that that defense was awesome to watch. Oh yeah, to be that good and that competitive. I mean, it was uh, again. It, as a quarterback, made you feel really good to know those guys were on your squad. Yeah. Well, look, I feel like Dallas Turner could fit in with those guys. Oh yeah, I mean, I like you know, he, he's he's been that that player who has kind of been like, hey, look, we didn't hold up to our standard last year. Yeah, and it almost takes a guy like that. Oh yeah, I mean, you have to have you got to have assholes on the defense. Yeah, I mean, you got to have them on offense too. You yeah. got to have guys that that you look at and you're like, you're a little crazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we had plenty of them, and it was great, uh, you know, but. But in order to win, you gotta have some guys that are that are just, you know, so competitive that it it's borderline, it's across the line. Yeah, you know? right, right, yeah, right, right. Uh, no, that's what that's, you got a championship ring. Oh yeah, oh that's. Do you ever right. wear it? Do you ever? I got one too, a Cubs one. I, I don't ever wear it, but I didn't play. Yeah. So, no, do you ever I, wear that thing? I don't. I don't. I, I, like every time you wear it, like you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, this is not comfortable. No, yeah, no, it's too big, and and it, but at the same time, like there's certain places you're like. I didn't even wear this today, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Well, you you played on one of the really, like I said, I, you, I I moved that picture so that it would be there next to you today, you know, so you can remember Daniel Moore. Uh, our show is brought to you by Lance's Lock. So as you get on my bookie and make your picks for this weekend, check out Lance's Lock, and we appreciate all you guys hanging out with us here. Uh, this is. Uh, been a lot of fun. We're going to do this uh, a whole lot more. Uh, but um, I've been so excited about getting together and, and just getting this thing started. And, and um, you know, I watched the next round like everyone else. And oh, yeah. So I'm so glad they asked us to do this because it doesn't really feel like work. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I tell you, I was a little nervous about, you know, I, I couldn't believe they asked me to be on here. I was like, man, that's kind of like, you know, having done away, done away as your partner <laughs> in two-man scramble, man. <laughs> 
you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Drinking on the job. But look, that, that's part of it, right? It's uh, Roll Tide Pods. So you guys make sure that you uh, like and subscribe and hang out with us. And uh, this is the Elephant in the Room podcast. I, I feel like we, we need to give them five more minutes, five more good minutes okay, before, we, you know, before, we, uh, before we wrap it up. But um, I, I'm excited about this game on Saturday because I feel like what? Can just finish that for me. Well, honestly, uh, I mean, I will be uh, – this is one of those games, you know, people – we talk about, uh, you know, the Power Five and non-Power Five and, and big schools playing each other. But, I mean, Alabama-Texas, that might be the best matchup historically. Ah, you know, I mean, yeah. maybe, you know, Alabama-Notre Dame or, or Alabama-Georgia, Georgia-Auburn. I'm not putting Auburn in that group, but, you know – Alabama, Texas, great uniform history. Again. I mean that, that. Do you like uniforms? Uh, oh yeah, I, mean, I love the classics. Yeah, you know, me Penn too. State, Penn State, Alabama, yeah, me too. Tennessee. We're in even South. though it's a terrible color, it's a you know. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. Like I, I'm, I, I got the friends. Board ends up. Yeah, yeah. Like people used. in Tennessee are like, why can't we wear orange jerseys and you wear crimson like we used to? I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm in for that. Oh yeah, no, we're not gonna look Tennessee. They are wearing a gray uniform with like orange up top and doing all this <laughs> weird stuff. We're never doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, I, I've got a picture up there of Joe Namath with a crimson, a white helmet with crimson, you know, like like lettering. We don't even do that. Yeah. Oh no, that's right. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's Bear Bryant standing there with him. We don't do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, once you change it, it's almost just a slap on the face. You know. Yeah. Sort of history. I, I remember this. Jim Wells said this one time. They they wanted to do something different with some of the baseball uniforms. And Jim, when they did, and then the, Alabama lost, and he's like, you know, I feel like we just got out of Hibbets. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know what I mean? Like, we're, that's not what we're all about, you know? Well, imagine being the guy who puts the Oregon uniform together. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it's like when you see people jog out and they're wearing the wrong uniform, you know? Like, you know? <laughs> I've seen that before. Like, it's like, hey, we're wearing blue, and you got your your gray on. You know? yeah. Like, he's <laughs> like, here we go. Yeah, right. Like, there's ten uniforms in there. What am I supposed to wear? <laughs> like at Alabama, it's not about the uniform. The uniform's oh, yeah. supposed to be the same. Oh, right? yeah. We're just coming out there, roll the ball out, and we're gonna play. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you got from Florida State and you get to Alabama, how cool was it to wear that uniform for the first time? Oh man. It was crazy. I mean, you know, it's, again, it's one of those deals. I remember, you know, telling my dad my when I was too young to even play football, I was, you know, I want to be the quarterback of Alabama one day. And, and right. you know, pretending to be at that point, you know, it was Zal or, or Tyler Watts or. That's when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. That's when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> that was my day, man. That's when I need to go back here and hit the keg right <laughs> Like You're like, how old were you? Uh, I mean, let's see. That was 99. Yeah, that was 99 seven, my senior year. Oh, seven. You're seven. <laughs> I can pour you a beer legally. <laughs> I was already you drinking. You shots back then? Yeah, I, I took, actually just took, my wife will tell you, I just actually just took the, the alcohol out of here. I just left it with the beer. But no, I I, I was about my senior year. I like the, oh, the Watts. And and Andrew's Al combo, you know, uh-huh. oh, yeah. like, like um, the the safety. That was the first time that Alabama ever won the Iron Bowl in Auburn. 
And and I and, uh, what, yeah, forget that. Yeah, and they so the game. I scalped a ticket to get into that game. And what's great about the Iron Bowl is it re- it really doesn't matter what the what the records are as far as the ticket prices. Like oh, yeah. people might say, well, it doesn't matter. But if we know we're going to kick your ass, we're all coming. <laughs> you know, so the prices aren't going down. You know, like we're we're showing up. But some, and I had I was on a, a you know a very fixed income back then, no money. <laughs> And some guy gave me a ticket, uh, an Alabama ticket to get in. I was outside begging to get in there. And then, uh, you know, just watching the safety and uh, us beating them down there. Sean Alexander sliding through and scoring. Oh, those are great days. I'll see. My, like, my heyday of childhood pulling for Alabama was the fear of the thumb years. And so. Me, I remember those. Oh, and I. Well, I don't pity Auburn. Oh, no. So, me and, so my dad and I were the only Alabama fans in the family. The rest were all Auburn. All oh, my, man. I mean, cousins. Do it. Oh, so that the the one year I remember where Alabama won in that age, we beat them like 31 to 7. That was great. Oh, yeah. And I was, you know. Upset. No one saw that coming. I, I was probably eight years old yeah. and talking shit to my cousins. <laughs> got my first real just ass whipping by the whole family. <laughs> hey, I spent, I, you You came in, you're like, hey, you did women's basketball. I did. I broadcasted women's basketball for Alabama. No, I just, I saw You saw it. Well, I'm going to tell you the story. No, 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 I did. And and the coach, when I was there, the coach was Wendell Hudson. And I love, no, 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 no. No, it's not a shot. I'm just telling you, like, he he was the one of the best guys I ever met. Like, he yeah. played basketball at Alabama, and I love him. Like, I think he's awesome, yeah. okay? And he was best friends with Mal Moore. So, plane rides, I, I sit next to him. Like, I, I honestly, I didn't want to do it. Like, yeah. I, I I got to that point where I was like, ah, you know, like, this, this job doesn't pay a whole lot. Like, yeah. no one listens to these games. Like, but I loved hanging out with him. Yeah. And, and he made my life awesome. Like, we had a blast. And I would sit next to him on the plane, and I, it was during the thumb air. Like, we're losing oh, yeah. every year. And so, and so the, 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 the funny story is like, he, Mal Moore's leaving Auburn and we're, we're, you know, we're in the, in the midst of an ass whooping again and the Auburn fans are heckling him. And that's why he flew to Saban's house and wasn't leaving. Like <laughs> you're, you're getting it at home. But think about it. He's just trying to get out of there. I mean, he's coached with Bear Bryant and he's done all this stuff. And these people are giving him the hell that was like, I'm not leaving. Miss Terry, you're going to have to get the police to get me out of here. And think about how it's changed history. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think he probably woke up every morning at, you know, in Miami <laughs> watching one of the Iron Bowl games every morning just to get motivated. Like, you remember when they, they finally ended that streak? It was like unbelievable. I can't breathe. Oh, I can't. And I, I didn't get to go to that one. I missed a lot of games working for Crimson Tide Sports Network because, you know, as the like guy on the bottom of the totem pole, oh, the yeah. really low guy, like oh, yeah. when good stuff was happening, I was filling in for the stuff that didn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm, or I'm just doing women's basketball, I mean, more stuff that don't matter. And then, you know, at least it didn't feel like that, you know, like, oh, yeah. not many people were watching. And so I'm like out somewhere and we come back in 2008. And I just remember like, we flew in from somewhere and we get to Tuscaloosa and it was like the party of the century had just happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, just crap laying all over the place, <laughs> yeah. you know, empty beer cans and, 
you know, for miles. Like, and I'm like, I don't know who's cleaning this up, but I've just missed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just missed the party of a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, now, and and thankfully now, you know, we might win. If we win this year, it's going to be like our first four-game winning streak against them in in forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I remember just like the year Brody got hurt and uh, Prothro got hurt. And they had, you know, Jason Campbell and Ronnie Brown yeah, yeah. and Carnell and, I mean, Anthony Mix, all these yeah, guys. Yeah. I just remember, you know, like, I, I'll just pass on watching this. <laughs> <laughs> the the, um, the, the pro, pro throw injury to me is why I've been so, like, pro NIL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I loved him, too. Yeah. I still do. And I told him that when I saw him. I said, you, you, you're one. Of, I mean, I have a handful of guys that I, I loved, and, and and he's one of them. And it's a shame because this guy could have made millions of dollars in the NFL. I really oh, yeah. believe that. Oh, yeah. You know, I just – I wish there was some – a little bit of limitation there in, in terms of, you know, and I know there's rules and all that. Right. But, uh, I mean, if you could make the money organically – you know, rather than a school promising you this or yeah, promising, right. hey, we'll get you this. If, you know, Well, he would have been one of those guys. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, think right. about it. Wait, wait, and Saban's talked about this a lot. And he's right. Like, it's supposed to be the guys that have earned that opportunity. Oh, yeah. And not to, you know, not what we're seeing in other schools. Uh, and maybe even in Alabama, I don't even know. But where it's like, hey, we're just going to pay you to show up and play yeah. football. I mean. He, yeah. was, he was a star. Yeah. No, I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, he – uh no telling what would have happened in the NFL. I mean, I know he was he was smaller, but I mean, my gosh, he was a national sensation that year. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he, he could have returned kicks and maybe been a slot receiver, right? I mean, oh yeah, I mean he no, he would have had an NFL career for sure. Yeah, uh, but you know, nowadays guys are like that. Caleb Williams, I saw the other day. They said his dad said he doesn't like his. You know, got the first round pick, or first first pick overall. I'll go back to school. He's yeah, he's probably going to knock back three three million dollars. I mean, <laughs> like now Bo I see him on all these commercials. You know, yeah, yeah. There's a Wendy's commercial every five minutes. <laughs> him and Matt Liner. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and it's legal. You know, it's, yeah. I saw Bryce Young on a lot of commercials last year. Buying <laughs> a Hyundai, I guess Bryce Young's got one. Yeah. All right, fine. We got to wrap it up. I, I, you know, our producer that we don't have is telling me to cut it up. Uh, just give me your breakdown, Alabama and Texas on Saturday. What are you expecting to see? Well, here's here's what I'll tell you. I've uh, when I first got done playing, I I gamble on, on some games, and I still gamble a little bit on on some of these games. But uh, at first, I you know I know a bunch of coaches, and I wouldn't ask you know, hey, y'all cover the spread. I just yeah. <laughs> hey man, y'all feel pretty good about this game or something like that. And it was like uh, I mean, one game in particular, I'm. You know, won't name which one, but uh, <laughs> I mean, they're like, oh man, you know, our, our quarterback's out. We we got nobody. We're about to get smoked. It might be over in the second quarter. And I was like, oh, hammer them, hammer the opposite side. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, I'm telling all my buddies that, and then and then upset of the century. And you're like, all right, well, I've never listened to a coach. Yet. <laughs> so so if I had anything to say, I would say. Texas, I think, is the sucker side. So <laughs> Roll time. Yeah, look, I, I honestly feel like this is a game where this we're going to see what Alabama is all about. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, I think I, we're going to see. I think we're going to see the, this defense. And I honestly, 
I loved the fact that Middle Tennessee couldn't get to the corners. Yeah, that's something that we didn't see last year. Yeah, we there were too many plays where guys would get out of the corner and and break big runs. The other oh, yeah. thing that I liked was that that Alabama made a lot of tackles. Like they didn't miss tackles. Oh yeah. Well, what I want to see is, I mean, a lot of is is just the pocket being pushed and make. Uh, Quinn Ewers move around or get right. the ball out a little bit quicker. Yeah, you know, last year I, I know, I mean, obviously he got hurt, but um, man, that first part of the game I felt like he had time to, to get back there and make decisions. I mean, there were a couple bit deep balls he hit on, uh, but I tell you, the worst feeling in the world is to be back there and the interior of the line just collapsing on you, right? Because I mean, you can't step up. There's really nowhere to go but out of the pocket. And so I'd love to see them just dominate up front and get the offensive line on their toes. Yeah. Um, and then offensively, you know, I honestly think it's kind of like we were talking earlier. This team doesn't have a lot of superstars. Everybody's out to prove themselves. And, and I think it's very team-like atmosphere. And, again, not not saying it was, wasn't that way in, you know, the last couple of years, but it just seems to have that feel where everybody's out to prove themselves and they're going to play as a unit. And I think Alabama's going to win. By more than seven points. No, oh, I love it. I love. I, I feel the same way too. Yeah, I think it's like I'm excited. Be, I think it's yeah. You know, I, the quarterback I battles. I, I don't. You know, I mean, to me, I look at it. Well, you got a few guys that that have the potential to, to take this team to that championship, rather than man, we can't find it. Yeah, right. You know, so uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good year. 34-14 for me. That's Ooh. my that's my mix of Lance's lock. I mean, you got to go to Lance's lock to find out what he thinks, but I, I feel like it's going to be one of those games where I'm going. We're going to freight train him late. That's I was, I'm going to go 28-17. Texas scores a late touchdown just to just kind of keep it where it yeah. looks kind of respectable. Yeah, that's right. All right, guys, don't forget Lance's lock. Uh, Again, our friend LT, and uh, you know, if you're going to my bookie or wherever you make your uh, your picks, uh, he can help you out there. And um, thanks for hanging out with us, Roll Tide Pods. We're going to be back. This is our this is only our first show. I oh, mean, yeah. it feels like honestly, first I feel one. like yeah. I know, it feels like we've been doing this for years. Doesn't it? <laughs> well, you have done baseball for a long time, yeah. so you got. I mean, I'm sure you got to fill a lot of gaps in action. You're really good at it. Yeah, I'm sure. I, but look, did, did you have fun? Yeah, I did. I was, told you we're going to have fun. Like I. It could be a rough season for Alabama, but <laughs> yeah. we're winning the championship. In here. We'll find somebody to talk crap. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got a kegerator. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. And, again, um, make sure that you tell your friends about our podcast. Uh, spread the word out there, and um, we'll be back, I guess, after the game. We'll, we'll talk to you. Um, Sunday or Monday. Yeah, Sunday or Monday about this thing and, and figure out what, what Alabama did and the best part about this schedule, Jake, is that we got another big game next week and then another oh, yeah. big game next week. And oh, then yeah. We're not playing the Georgia schedule. There's going to be a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, thanks so much, and uh, roll tight, everybody.